Welcome to another edition of the Home Time Podcast. It's Bush and Richie here. Uh, Bush, I can get us going today with a testimonial. A testimonial? Oh, yeah. A review of, of this here podcast. And uh, <laughs> it comes uh, from my uh, from my eldest son, uh, who was uh, speaking to me this morning and uh, says, don't ever listen to the show, really, Dad, as you uh, as you know, because like, I've got other things going on. I mean, quite like what? I don't know. Yes, but um, I listened to the podcast today, um, which is quite handy because I get to hear it all then quite quickly. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, cheers, Charlie. Can we put that on a poster, mate? Thanks very much. <laughs> when Not your bad, own, Charlie. When Perth. your own flesh and blood, um, you know, part of the inner circle of people that you're toiling hard to support and the reason that you're actually turning up and doing this says it's not bad. I mean, I don't know what to say. George, trying to get any form of chat out of our, uh, our 11-year-old is exactly the same. I, with that in mind and knowing what teenagers and stuff are like, I'll take that from Charlie. Thank you very much. We'll have that. It's home time on a Monday night with Bush and Richie giving you double thumbs up in our masks from two metres away and saying let's have a brilliant start to the rest of the week. I had a brilliant discovery on Saturday. Well, I say it's brilliant, Bush, but it involves a massive climb down and a huge apology. So uh, we went for a long old walk on Saturday. Uh, the weather was lovely and we ended up at uh, a Clapham Common uh, and I went and got an ice cream. Now, what you also need to know is uh, that about five minutes previous, my wife was desperate for a toilet. So had to go into a Five Guys takeaway where they're doing the old takeaway food, uh, buy some chips just to be able to use their toilet. So we both then end up outside in a park in the first sunshine of 2021 with an ice cream and a cone and some chips. And she says to me, are you going to dip them in there? And I'm going, of course, no, no way. That's disgusting. I've spent my life telling off my teenage son for dipping chips into milkshakes and all that kind of thing. I wasn't going to do that. She says to me, do it. Seriously, you won't regret. So for the first time in my life, I dipped chips into a soft ice cream cone. And I have to tell you, much as it sounds rank, it is a sweet and sour taste sensation. I honestly, I can't believe I'm even hearing this. That's, I keep wheeling this phrase out. I swear that's how Elvis died. That's not normal behaviour. <laughs> Chips into the top of ice cream. A cone as well. If it was like him on those little metal pots that you get at the Bernie Inn for your three scoops dessert back in the 80s, then I can kind of forgive it. But into an ice cream cone, it's like a, I used to work with a fellow who used to put his fags out into the top of a carvery. The chef, the commie chef used to do it if we were having <laughs> meal off shift at the end of a Sunday roast. And it's like that. You can't be putting chips into the top of ice cream. But Bush, look, I, I, this is the thing, right? I would have been you. I would have been you just as recent as Friday. But then Saturday, my life has changed. I've made the discovery. I was telling my son off for doing the similar thing. And now here I am. I've discovered it. It's amazing. So what I propose in the first hour of the show is a dipping moratorium. OK, there are no rules anymore because I thought I knew something and it turned out I didn't. So it's a simple question and anything goes i'm not going to have a go at anybody because i was so wrong about chips and ice cream here's the simple question what are you dipping and in what what food are you dipping and what are you dipping it in 
anything goes. Actually, this is timely. We should be talking about this because, uh, and anyone listening who were one of the people that tweeted and made comments, right? I hope you feel really bad about this. I got a load of stick over Christmas for dipping mince pies into the tops of cups of tea, which I still stand by. And you can apply it to, I think, any thinker in the uh, the Kipling range, really. Even an apple pie, little Kipling, Mr. Kipling apple pie works <laughs> in there as well. Dipped into the top of a cup of tea is a fantastic thing, but people were treating me like I was a pariah. It's unbelievable. And Bush, I was one of those people, and I'd like to apologise to you right now. In the spirit of this 60-minute-long moratorium on dipping, I am sorry for the comments I made. I'd made judgmental comments about chips and ice cream. I did the same about your uh, tea and mince pies. I am sorry. This, for me, in terms of your change in attitude, is is a road to Damascus-style change in your approach to the (laughs) dipping on food. Uh, Colin Reeves says smoky bacon crisps in the head of Guinness. Old Richie would have had a go at you, Colin. I'm going to give it a try. Janet from Wilton in Lancashire. Apology, I've definitely ruined the uh, the way you're supposed to pronounce that. She says, talking about dipping, my daughter sprinkles pepper on her strawberries. Now, that is weird. That sounds a bit fruity. Wow, wow. Matt is the latest from Chippenham. The king of dipping has to be room temperature shortbread into a decent-sized glass of ice-cold Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but I like it. And I'm going to leave you with this one in the first hour, just to sign off for the first hour of the show before we get into hour two. Tina has tweeted this. She says, sorry, guys, the best thing to dip has to be orange and OXO cubes. Listen to this. You half peel an orange, get an OXO cube, and then push the OXO cube down into the segments. And here's the worst bit. And then you suck the juice through the orange or just dip the segments into the OXO if preferred. I literally am lost for words. <laughs> uh, right, Harry, who are we hearing about? What are they doing, Harry? Uh, me cousin Christina, since she was a little girl, was dipping uh, chocolate fingers, the Cadbury's ones, uh, in guacamole. Oh, wow. That is unbelievable. I-, I think we need a subsection for the most middle class dip. Uh, <laughs> I think that's got to be it. Chocolate fingers into guacamole. How does that even start? She does it now even as a grown up. Yeah, yeah, she does it still. She's even got little kids onto it now. Wow. That's uh, that's kind of almost gone the other way because I would have thought it would have been the the sour thing into a sweet thing, but this is the sweet into the sour, which is astonishing. It works. It really does. You've got to give it a go. It's on the list. I saw you. Are you a convert of this, Harry? You, you've done it yourself, and you, you've got into it because of your cousin Christina. Yeah, I'm going for it definitely. <laughs> wow, <that was> <laughs> uh, next up is Mark. What are you doing, Mark? Well. You know the sort of swizzles double lollies that are the same as love hearts and those kind of things? Yeah. I've always had a thing where I dip them in tea. Um, but as I've got older, I've always, I've always had dark, stronger and less sweet tea until now I drink black tea with no milk, no sugar, obviously. So by adding one of those, it kind of sweetens it back up. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's always a winner. Wow. <laughs> so so do, you, do you drop them into the tea so they fizz at the bottom of it and bubble it up, or do you just dip it and eat it? How's it work? No, it's a dip. It's a dip and suck job. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, that's going to wrap this phone call. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, no, but before, before he takes us down some kind of um, losing our jobs cul-de-sac, the thing that is genius about this, Mark, is that your swizzles double lollies is on a stick. So you, exactly. you, you dip and Perfect. your you dip and suck fingers. doesn't have the same danger, does it? That's right. Yeah, it's just a safety thing as well, of course. Right, listen, Mark, let's just be absolutely clear about this. You shouldn't be doing this. It's weird. You can't mark with a cup of tea. A cup of tea is a beautiful thing. It's a, a British institution. You dip in, like, pick a mix into it, mate. Sort your act out. It's only an occasional. It's only an occasional indulgence. It's not a, it's not a daily thing. 
<laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to save your number on the system as Dip and Suck Mark from Burgess Yeah, Hill. go for it. <laughs> yeah, I've been called worse. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. The worst day of the working week is done. This is Bush and Ritchie. It's Home Time on Absolute Radio. So just to pick up then what I was saying earlier on, I opened the door this morning to a site that is going to put me in the running for uh, the owner of the worst start of the week medal or trophy or whatever it is, right? So it was nice weather here in Leon this morning. So I got Thea all dressed to go down the beach and stuff like that. I was expecting a brilliant day. And you know what? The stuff that happens on a Monday morning does set the tone for not only the rest of the day, but for the rest of the week. Do you get that kind of vibe? Uh, so I opened our door all nice and sunny. And on the floor, I kid you not, on our step, boulders brass, a massive fox poo right in the centre <laughs> of the step. <laughs> And I was just thinking, what, what is this? Like, what? How does this even come about? And it's not even just like on the side or on the corner. Absolutely right smack bang in the middle of our step. Now, let me rewind a little bit just before Christmas. Do you remember I was getting on quite well with the foxes in our local area? Because they were mm. bringing me like slippers and stuff. We talked about it on the show. They were bringing me gifts to local foxes, like shoes from next door and all this kind of thing. And I thought, okay, fine. It's kind of okay now. But, um, you know, getting that kind of thing on the doorstep... A poo on the step is a warning in anyone's books, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it certainly is. I mean, that's it's literally uh, right on the boundary of of, of your property. Uh, nature yeah. has said, "Oi, just 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 letting you know, <laughs> I'm here." Well, it's interesting you should say that because I might have a theory behind it. Right uh, on Saturday. We looked after Sarah Champion's dog, Lola, okay? One big family here on Absolute Radio. We look after each other because she was doing some stuff in town. We wanted to test drive a dog for a few hours because I'm trying to convince my other half, Katie, as we've previously talked about on this show, uh, to let me have a dog. Uh, so I thought, let's borrow Lola for a little bit and walk around and everything. So we had a different dog here. We, well, we had a dog here. We don't normally have a dog here. So do you think that the foxes in the neighbourhood have got slightly jealous that I might have, like, a new canine friend? Do you reckon? Uh, 105% certain that Colombo has just fixed already what has been going on here. It's, it's, the fox has, has smelled a different scent and it's wanting to say to you, Oi, whatever you were doing over the weekend, this is my manner. But why don't they come and like, befriend me a bit more? You can't just do that. You can't like not call someone, right? Imagine just a normal mate. Not call them at all, not ask them if they want to go out or whatever. And then when they suddenly decide they want to go to the cinema with someone else, you then get all narky about it and start leaving warnings on the doorstep. I've not heard from the foxes since just before Christmas, so they can't start playing like Bezzy mates now. Do you know what I mean? So, look, there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, if you've had a worse start to the week than a fox pill on the doorstep, I'd love to hear about it on this show in this hour. Secondly, fox-wise, animal-wise, nature-wise... Is this a warning going on here? Where, where do I go from here in terms of responding to the foxes that are out there in Leon C? Because I feel like we've escalated to the next level of DEFCON. Mate, what I would love in solidarity is to be able to say to you, oh, hey, fella, look, I had a terrible start to the week as well. But at the same time that you were opening your front door and discovering that dirty protest, I was walking into the supermarket and the bakery were just putting out a brand new tray of freshly baked jam donuts. And I snaffled oh. a pack. So <laughs> the start to my week 
couldn't have been more of a polar opposite. I'm so sorry. Maybe there's a finite amount of luck out there. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe by the fact that I've had no luck and, and a random animal's decided to do its business on my doorstep, that means that there's extra luck going around for, for you, even though you're just going about your own business in, in where on a Monday morning. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's a finite thing. They call it the butterfly effect, don't they? I think it might be what it is. <laughs> One fox does that means donuts for Richie. I mentioned earlier on this weird relationship I've had with the foxes in the area. Nothing, nothing weird like that. I just mean in terms of they were friends with me for a bit. They left me shoes. And then the foxes went quiet over the winter. I, I borrowed Sarah Champion's dog on Saturday. Uh, and now I'm getting a fox poo on my doorstep. I feel like I need to like do a reset. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton uh, gave a reset button to Russia in 2009 to reset <laughs> the the relationship between America and uh, the uh, America and Russia? Maybe I need to do something like that, like a peace offering back out there to the world of the foxes or, or wildlife, just so that we're friends again. I, I consider anything. A suggestion from Don on that is to leave jam sandwiches out for the foxes. They love them. I know because my <laughs> wife leaves them out at night and our garden is full of them. Uh, I don't want it to James... be like a fox like youth club or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, James says, if you want to go the other way, they hate their reflections. He uses a two litre bottle of water and puts it outside his front door. You'll never get foxes coming to your house ever again. Wow, what, so they look so weird in their own reflection they don't like it. It must be the same material used in the mirror at work in the lift. Do you know that kind of awful yeah. mirror with the lighting that makes you look like you're yeah. slowly falling apart? Uh, we're also after your stories of a terrible start to the week. Uh, Cam says, well, what about this? I woke up four hours before my alarm at 2.15am. Then when my alarm went off at 6.15am, I went to snooze and hit the wrong button and woke back up at 6.48, giving myself very little time to get into work. Thought I'd order a McDonald's breakfast from work, but they couldn't find me one minute away. <laughs> uh, Bush, Venetia is hanging on. She's in Slough, but she's got bespoke fox intel for you. Venetia, what have you got to tell Bush? Uh, it was my aunt. My aunt lives in Lee, um, and years and years ago, she's fed foxes for absolutely forever. Like there's been families of foxes in our garden for years. Um, one evening, I just remember this story. One evening, they'd had pasta um, for dinner, and there wasn't a lot of food to put out for the foxes. Um, so the foxes had pasta. So the next morning, when my aunt went out, they found a little poo in the bowl, as if to say, "Thanks for dinner. Don't do that again." Pasta, not thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, it's, it's Lee's foxes. It's, it's definitely a thing. Um, so, so there, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. You think the foxes in Leon Sea round here are so snooty that they, they, they leave you kind of a message or a ticket or a warning there to say, up you go. Absolutely. Game. Yeah, I mean, my mum my mum lives in South London. She feeds her foxes from a council estate. And these foxes, all they don't turn their nose up at anything. They have, like, the frozen sausages from you know, the supermarket. They'll have some cat food. They're not fussed. Leon Sea, pasta, poo in a bowl. So there you go. It's, it's a thing. I would, I would happily have pasta tonight, and I would not throw a dirty protest. <laughs> that's good to know. That's a, that's a relief. I'll well, be least, honest with you. At least you know what to do if you ever get said something you don't like. Poo in the bowl. There you go. Do you like if the in doubt, poo in the bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, listen to this. John Clay says, worst start to the week ever, uh, delivering to a block of flats this morning as I'm pulling five crates of heavy shopping over the narrow entrance, the main door slams shut on the barrow. It hits me, I fall, five crates of shopping fall on top of me. Ouch. <gasps> oh, no. 
Uh, Paul from Northumberland thinks his is worse. He's just finished the daughter's living room, had already done it, and then she's realised that she's picked up the wrong colour. She's got to live with it, Paul. She's got to live with it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Well done for making it through the first day of the week. It's Monday's Hometime Show. It's Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio. One of our favourite things about Friday's Hometime Show is the weekend cliffhangers. This is where you guys tell us about amazing stuff that's happening to you over the weekend. And it's so intriguing that we have to get back in touch with you on Monday, as in right now, to find out how it went. And we're going to dedicate this final hour of the Hometime Show to tying off some of the loose ends from Friday's show and find out how you got on. First person to speak to is Sally, uh, who threw her other half under the proverbial bus uh, on Friday's show. Remind us what uh, your hubby was doing, Sally. Um, he was going to try and hang um, a new bathroom door with the, line, the door liner and everything. OK, and when we spoke to you on Friday night's Home Time show, you were a little bit concerned that, even though the, the, the fact that <laughs> Nigel has kind of got a bit of an engineering uh, background and that kind of thing, you were concerned for how the weekend was going to pan out. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to say it went really well. He's done it. He's done it all on Saturday. Um, he took the archives up on Sunday. Um, but he did have a bit of a sweary moment with the door handle. That was, that was the only... Yeah, he got, he got a bit sweary with the door handle, but everything else went fine. <laughs> hey, well, look, then, I think this is, this is wonderful news for Nigel. Congratulations, Nigel. Bush and I never <laughs> doubted you. Uh, Sally, do you have already a next task for him, or is he allowed a break? Well, he is allowed a little break, but we're going to be putting new banisters up soon, so on the staircase. Wow. So. But I will hey, get well, a bit of time off. <laughs> Pencil us in for the Bannisters one. It's like a, it's like a, a second of a trilogy of movies that I can't wait. This is the Empire Strikes Back. Okay, we'll do. Congratulations, Sally. Enjoy your bathroom door. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh, so on Friday's show, when we were asking you for your cliffhangers that were going on over the weekend, something that would mean that we'd have to call you back on today's show, I was telling you that my goal for the weekend uh, was to try and run a 5K. I haven't done one for a very, very, very long time. See if I could run one under 30 minutes. I have Ooh. to tell you, if anyone's interested, probably not. 27 minutes and eight seconds, Bush. I was delighted. That is good work. And I feel, I mean, going back to the beginning of the show, I do feel that your chips and ice cream combo powered you on to, to get out there and go and do that run. Do you reckon? Exactly. I think so. The one thing that I did let you down on, you said to me on Friday, you said you wanted me to track it with one of the old sort of like running tracks <laughs> and to try and r run a rude picture, shall we say. I'm afraid I pulled up short. It looked, you, you did actually post over the photo of what the route looked like. It looked like um, like an omelette. It wasn't quite what I was hoping for. <laughs> hey, but speaking of this, running a route for jogging or whatever and then trying to create a picture with it, on the way next, we're going to speak to an amazing young man called Adam Linsell, who has been creating pictures with his running route in the Welland Garden City area, but raising money and awareness for an amazing cause. Awesome story. Well, let's, let's chat to the man himself right now. Uh, we're honoured to have Adam Linsell on the line. Uh, Adam, tell everyone what you've been doing in a novel way to raise money uh, for research into testicular cancer. Hi there. I've been, um, I've been running in the shape of male parts 
to um, <laughs> I've been running in the shape of male parts to raise money for testicular cancer. Uh, well, Adam, look, first off, hats off to you for the uh, for the cause that you are raising awareness and money for. And, and secondly, from two presenters who uh, who earn their uh, livelihood from this. Thank you for your careful wording of, of how you're raising that yes. money. Thank you. There's two things here. Firstly, the the making of shapes through the pattern of your running route is definitely a thing. We've accidentally tapped into it, I think, uh, over the weekend with Richie's run and uh, people getting in touch with tonight's show. But there's also, I think, a very British thing. I, I, you know, any American listeners listening to this or people over in Europe, maybe it's not the case, but there is a British thing about drawing male parts on certain things, whether it be newspapers, if you're bored with a biro or something like that. It's, it's a uniquely British pastime, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's every, every man-child's uh, go-to thing to do. If it snows, that's what we do. <laughs> and Adam, it's an amazing thing, like I said. It's a brilliant thing and an and ice-breaking way of raising awareness. And, you know, these are, these things, particularly with fellas, were quite difficult with talking about stuff, and that's the one of the big things with testicular cancer is to get guys to talk and go and get checked and all that kind of stuff. It, well, what's your connection to this? What, what's what's uh, motivated you to get up and go and do this this amazingly different thing? I started off just doing it just for myself, just for the giggles, really. Um, I put it, I put it online and had a few thousand likes on Reddit. And at that point, I thought, oh, maybe I can do something good out of this. And uh, looked around at a few charities and thought, well, why not do testicular cancer? Uh, found a small, smallest support group and figured, why not raise some money for them while I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, Checkham Lads is the uh, is the charity. What we're going to do, we're going to make sure we uh, give a good old plug to your Just Giving page out on the Absolute Radio socials as well. Do you want to give it a quick mention for us, Adam? Lovely, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's www.testiculacanceruk.com. Uh, if you've got any worries or if you're going through treatment yourself, go on there. There's advice, there's help, there's anything you may need. It's, it's something that doesn't get spoken about enough with guys, I think. Absolutely. It's a fantastic cause. It's brilliant what you're doing. And one final thing, because uh, I mean, I've never done this before. If you, if you were to head out and think, right, I'm going to go and draw one today, how do you plan it? So I, I, I use an app called Strava. Other apps are available, I believe. Um, so <laughs> on there, you can, you can actually look on, look on the map and sort of plan the route before you go. I, I sort of draw out a bit of a plan and then I'm sure the people at Strava it. are absolutely over the moon that this is how their technology is being used. Uh, I plan it there and then as I'm running it, I'm kind of thinking about where I am on that particular part and, and where I think it should be. To, to just trying to crisp up the edges, so to speak. <laughs> well, Adam, it's oh. incredible work. We're, we're, we're proud of you. Um, this, this is Thank what home time listeners do. Good man. <laughs> Shit. Now, one of the ones that Bush and I have been very much excited about speaking to uh, is uh, a fellow in Manchester who said, I'm proposing to my better half on Sunday. Uh, we've been together for five years. I'm dreading it. She is sat in the other room, so I won't be able to speak today, but I can on Monday. I'm not going to say his name because we've tried to ring him and he ain't picking up, which leads us to wonder whether... <laughs> 
it didn't go the way that he was thinking. I mean, the vibes in that text, it wasn't a confident gentleman, was it, uh, uh, Bush? I nearly said his name there. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly yeah. threw him under the bus. Oh. No, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? It's gone one or two ways, this. Either he's had a nightmare, doesn't want to talk about it, or it's like the end of, you know, you used to, the old Bond movies used to end with, like, a watch with magnetic zip opening clothing or something like that, and he's just Mr. Lover Lover. Who knows? Who knows how this has panned out? <laughs> I hope it's the latter, uh, but um, fingers crossed that we've got that one wrong. Uh, we've got one more to speak to. That's the fellow who's putting up DIY gateposts without measuring a thing. Do you know what? I've been thinking about this all weekend, uh, and it's a slow burner, this particular bit of drama. Uh, well, let's just get him back on to explain what the weekend cliffhanger was. John, what was going on in your life this weekend? Oh, I had some wonky gates. Basically, I doing it, I'm doing it um, in spare time. So the previous week, I put the posts up. This week, I had the gates delivered, and I had to go around there and, uh, and install them. And the thing that kind of got Richie and I going a little bit, the jeopardy in this, the drama, was the fact that you'd, you hadn't measured it out. You'd put the gate posts up just on kind of doing that thing where you put your thumb in front of your eye like an artist, just to look slightly guesswork. That's, that's what got us going about this particular cliffhanger. There's a small element of that, yeah, yeah, because I didn't know the height, the the tops are curved. Um, so, John, when you goes. turned up with the gate, how had your uh, on the hoof measuring gone? It's not too bad, but I had to put a. Um, I've used um, a timber decking board, so it's what 100 mil wide. So at the top of the gate, at the top of the gate where the ground the ground's a bit uneven, there's a gap at the top of about 50 millimeters. Um, so okay. it's, it's not too it's not too bad. Does that wind you up when you see it? Is it on your mind, or you just think, fine, the, the gate works. I'm not 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 bothered about it anymore. Uh, well, I say it's just um, it's a development site, um, and the reason for putting it up is apparently people were using it as a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I, I was not really bothered about uh, appearance. I was more worried about um, <laughs> stopping stopping these um, people. And, well, and, I reckon. I reckon a fifty. I reckon a fifty millimeter gap will 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 be all right. <laughs> yeah. And just and just to make it worse, um, I discovered that it's not just um, it's not just pee. Oh, they they haven't been anywhere near my doorstep, have they? Because we've just been talking about. <laughs> I had one of them on Monday morning on my doorstep. Not me, but someone had left me one. A fox, I hope. Yeah, yeah, no, it was um, it was a pile of it. I managed to tread in and get it all over all over my jeans oh. as well. Oh my God, <laughs> John! John. Hopefully they can't get in to um, to do it anymore. I I really really hope so for your sake. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not Home Time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. That's the end of the show. It's in the it's in the bag. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. You heard Richie's eldest son, Charlie's review, testimonial of our podcast. What did he say again, Richie? He said, wasn't bad. So look, wasn't bad. We'll take that. If there's any other, if your kids that listen to our show or listen to the podcast or whatever, and they could do us a brilliant one or two words, huffy teenager, absolute (laughs) slap in the face review, then we'd love to hear about it. 
Email us now, hometimeabsoluteradio.co.uk. We might get it put on a T-shirt. You've been listening to The Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to The Hometime Show. The, the last, last bit, bit of, of the no guarantee. guarantee. Soon, May, your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Hometime Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. The Hometime Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon may your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.